for the week of April 4th, 2022. This is Obi-Wan TV Talk from Star Wars TV Talk, where we dive deep into the highly anticipated Disney Plus series. With the release of Obi-Wan Kenobi still over a month away, we decided that we would discuss the Obi-Wan essentials for fans to revisit in preparations for the release of the series. And this episode, we are discussing Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Dave, what were your initial thoughts the first time you watched Episode One? I was really bored. That's why my initial thoughts were it was such a slow moving piece at the beginning that getting through to where is actually something that, that I was starting to enjoy was a long time, like maybe the first hour That's saying something for a Star Wars movie. Yeah, and this was one, obviously, it came with a whole bunch of controversy and still discussed in 2022 in terms of how people feel about it, how they felt about it. All that, uh, you know, we kind of make up the excuses that it was, you know, a Star Wars made for children. But that the first 10 minutes, that's not made for children. There were some very complex ideas being thrown around. We were getting caught up on some sort of trade war and a blockade happening. Uh, but, you know, it still did its thing. It was still a Star Wars film and it had its good parts. Now, we're not going to take a deep dive into The Phantom Menace, but rather we're going to look at... The Phantom Menace through the lens of Obi-Wan Kenobi and our preparations for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So let's dive right into him, shall we? Absolutely. So first, we get introduced to Obi-Wan the Padawan. And if you grew up uh, with the this uh, prequel trilogy or you grew up with the original trilogy and you're seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi for the first time in like, you know, 20 years... Uh, you get this very different Obi-Wan. Uh, this is the Padawan Obi-Wan. Um, he doesn't necessarily question Qui-Gon's wisdom, but there's immediate like him questioning what he's feeling in the force. Did you catch that when he, you know, obviously breaks the, you know, the classic line, I got a bad feeling about this? Yeah, it, it's an early on example of Padawan and teacher you know, being at odds, not disrespectfully, you know, it's just, you're just getting the subtle nod to, hey, these two obviously don't quite see eye to eye on how they view the force and how it's used and whatnot. Um, nothing, you know, controversial or, you know, not controversial. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It has something to do with, oh, well. They're they're not in each other's throats. Let's put it that way. They're obviously two people with two different opinions, and Obi Wan at least respects his teacher in this in this movie enough to say, "Okay, I may not agree with you, but you're my teacher. I'll defer to you." Yeah, and this is kind of like the whole well, mom said because he brings up yeah. immediately like, "Oh, well, Master Yoda tells me that I should be mindful of what's going on." So we automatically get kind of this introduction to Qui Gon Jinn that he has a different relationship with the Force. Like, he's not the same, you know, type of Force wielder that the Council is. And, you know, Obi-Wan is kind of quick to throw that in his face. He's like, you know, he's a student, and he respects his master. 
And I think he wants his master to find success, and he knows mm-hmm. his master should be sitting on the council, but he's like, you're not, because you have some of these, you know, these, uh, what they view as somewhat outlandish beliefs of what the Force is. Um, so he's definitely following his master, but he's anxious. Like, there's this anxiety about the plotting that he's sensing. He is sensing the deeper plot. He's, mm-hmm. you know, quite frankly, he's sensing the plot of the Emperor... Um, which ultimately he kind of plays a part in. Like that's yeah. kind of what I found super interesting here. Yeah, when you're looking at it through the lens of the entire story that uh, that we've had over the over the last forty years, Obi Wan at this point is at least in, on some level. I think I agree. He's he's aware of the plot by the dark side, even though at this particular point in time, that plan is still fairly fairly infantile in its uh execution like palpatine at this point is just starting up just starting to put his plan into 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 action and it, it takes decades to put it through as we know from you know anakin slash vader is just a little boy in this first film and he's a full-grown adult jedi knight by the time his, of his fall and he goes through with obi-wan through the entirety of that time so, like, this is a decades-long plan that it's just starting out, and Obi-Wan does seem to be aware of that plan before it really starts to get its legs. Yeah, and in my opinion, when I was re-watching this, I felt like his entire journey from this moment forward, because obviously this is unveiled in the fact that the Separatists tried to assassinate the Jedi, and then this kind of puts them on that spiral that mm-hmm. puts them in the crosshairs of... Of Darth Maul, and which ultimately ends with Qui-Gon's death, and Obi-Wan is now on high alert. His anxieties have come true. He, uh, I don't know exactly what he was thinking or what the character was planning on thinking, but basically his entire journey from this point forward is to uncover this plot. He now is aware that there is one, and now it's time to uncover it. And at time, this is... At the expense of his relationship with Anakin, and we kind of see that, you know, not quite in this episode, but in episode two, we see him kind of, you know, pushing Anakin off like, hey, no, always be alert, like be aware of what's happening, because there's this greater plot at at hand here. Yeah, and that even acts to uh, the detriment of uh, Anakin during that time, which I'm sure we'll go into a little bit more when we look at um, episode two. From the prequel series, but uh, yeah, a lot of the Obi Wan's what we see of Obi Wan's early uh, Jedi teachings from Qui Gon and whatnot, from what we get just from this this film, which we do know there have been decades of teaching prior to this. Um, it does seem that what he got from Qui Gon, he did internalize and compartmentalize, but I don't think he actually quite got what Qui-Gon was trying to teach him. Yes, be mindful of your surroundings, be mindful of the, what the Force is telling you, but you're you're a human too. You have to be mindful of your feelings in such a way as that you pay some attention to them. Yes. And that kind of leads into that very comment that Qui-Gon gives to Obi-Wan where he basically tells him, hey, be present. Like, yes, there's probably this greater plot going on, but don't be so 
uh, anxious about this greater scheme. Right now, we're focusing on this meeting. Let's focus on what's surrounding us here. Because Qui-Gon acknowledges that there's something going on in Mm -hmm. that time. But Obi-Wan is thinking, you know, bigger picture. And obviously, um, Obi-Wan ultimately ignores this be present because this kind of caused me to pose this question. What if Obi-Wan were more present with uh, Anakin? Would he have un- like uncovered that Padme was pregnant? Would If he was present in the moment like he should have been, because the signs were all over the place. Mm-hmm. like It was super obvious that they were married. It was super obvious that she was pregnant with his child. Like, Would he have been able to uncover that before Anakin starts seeking out an alternative fate with Palpatine? Like, That is a big question that I wonder. Yeah, it's interesting to to think about that. It's a great thought experiment for, you know, where could things have gone? And as we know, Qui-Gon was always present in in the now mm-hmm. throughout this entire movie. He recognized Anakin for what he was right away based based on a comment about him being a pod racer. And uh, I think that if... Obi-Wan would have been, let's just switch Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan here. In this in this situation, I think Obi-Wan would have missed Anakin being a Jedi or Force-sensitive uh, Padawan youngling. He, uh, I think he would have totally missed it because he's, like, he's like, like we've said, and he's thinking about the big picture. I've got to get off this desert planet so we can get to where we're going so we can get this all figured out and get this blockade finished. The, with with Obi Wan in this key situation, this whole story would have taken a different tack. So, it, had he been more present once he was Anakin's master, it's very possible that Anakin may not have become Darth Vader to begin with. Right, and that's kind of where we get into like he is absolutely not present in the moment maybe he would have sent something with anakin but i think you're absolutely right i think he would have missed the big mark like oh this isn't just you know uh so because you know what we find is that uh or what qui-gon teaches us is basically everyone has some amount of midichlorians but they're you know the force wielders have a greater ratio so maybe obi-wan would have just like pushed off to that but what obi-wan senses is ultimately that this young anakin is dangerous like his sense is again in the danger piece of it. Yeah. And that's what he, that's all he would have sensed probably is the danger. He would have known there was danger. He would have probably figured it was surrounding Anakin somehow, but uh, it would have been enough to throw him off and say, no, no, I'm not even going to bother trying to get this kid out of here. He's just a kid. There's nobody around to help him out. If he is force sensitive, It'll probably just go away. Right. And that kind of leads to uh, this next thing where Obi-Wan is kind of urging Qui-Gon like, hey, let this kid go. Like, why are we going out of our way to find this youngling? And we kind of find out later on through like different um, avenues that uh, that the Jedi kind of had their own process of tracking down younglings for the Academy. And this is kind of like an untraditional way of doing it, uh, the way that Qui-Gon is like going after this older kid to bring them in because he senses that he is 
you know, something greater than what, uh, than what he's playing to be. But that's because again, you have Qui-Gon having faith in the living. And so we see that with, with Jar Jar Binks throughout this is that Mm -hmm. the reason that Jar Jar is a character in Star Wars is because Qui-Gon felt him worthy because he was simply just a living being that was an outcast and felt sympathy for him. Yeah, and we would have missed so many uh, opportunities just to have just funny Jar Jar moments. I, I don't care what you really think of the character. When he gets his tongue stuck in those binders, that's just hilarious. But uh, you're right. Without Qui-Gon there, if, if, if it would have been again, Anakin, not Anakin, Obi-Wan being the one running into Jar Jar in the forest, Obi-Wan would have just said, nope, go, go back to your city, get out of the way, it'll be safer for you. I'm going this way. Yeah, and then if he would have been one that's like, oh, so your city doesn't want you. I mean, good luck out there. It's a big galaxy, but, you know, got to do what you got to do. And then this is kind of what makes this duel of the fates so impactful. So this duel of the fates between <laughs> uh, Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan, you know, there's a reason it's not called duel of the fate, because it's not simply Qui-Gon's fate that's at play here. But in my opinion, right. it's all three of them. This duel sells the fate between Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. And... um you know, obviously Qui-Gon is killed, but Obi-Wan engages with anger here. And I don't think there's enough narrative spent around, you know, how impactful this is. But I also think that this is a character development for Obi-Wan. I think he viewed this as he got too close to the fire. So later on, he, you know, obviously he defeats Maul by kind of embracing this anger. And I think he no longer... comes into touch with that ever again because he sees it as um as a negative view yeah he definitely does i mean he realized that the way he beat maul is by using the same side of the force that maul uses he was using the dark side for that brief moment and it scared him so he wouldn't wouldn't do it again but had he listened more to Qui-Gon, he might have realized that, hey, yeah, sure, I, I use the dark side here. In this moment, I just need to watch this, but there's nothing more I need to do in regards to, I don't need to be more vigilant. I just have to be, since I do have anger, and he was right to have anger in that moment. He just watched his master, best friend, all of it just get killed right there. Who wouldn't be angry in that moment and use it? It's natural. And so I think this kind of pushes him on his path that we see him in episode two, where he is very much like suppressive of Anakin's anger. Every time he sees a hint of it, he, you know, kind of is like the parent that whips their head back and is like, hey, you watch it. Like, stop doing that. Um, And this kind of turns him into this this mentor that Anakin doesn't want to confide in. And I think ultimately this leads him directly into Palpatine's hands. Oh, definitely. And so this whole thing, like Obi-Wan's entire approach is, you know, such a contributing factor to Anakin's outcome as, uh, you know, as a Sith Lord, which is kind of sad because 
ultimately his fear is what pushes Anakin to Palpatine. And we all know how that ends. Yeah. I mean, it said throughout the entirety of of the franchise, fear, anger, aggression, these are the path to the dark side. And it doesn't necessarily just mean your path to the dark side. Obi-Wan here throughout this arc with Anakin in the early trilogy, prove it. It's also the path for others that you're close to, to the dark side. Yep. And ultimately, this kind of leads into my closing thoughts for uh, this movie, is that I am going to be now watching Obi-Wan's attitude in the series based through this lens, because I think that Obi-Wan is going to encounter that emotion. We haven't seen him do that, because we've seen Episode 3 Obi-Wan. Sure, we've seen Rebels Obi-Wan, but we haven't seen Obi-Wan before he becomes, you know, the Ben Kenobi that we see in, in episode four. And so I'm very curious to see how Obi-Wan engages with his inner conflict and how he, uh, you know, how he engages with processing that quote, I failed you, Anakin, when he realizes at the end, you know, kind of um, the not necessarily the error of his ways. There was nothing uh, malicious about Obi-Wan's approach, but I think that he realized in that moment when he's dueling with Anakin on Mustafar that uh, that maybe it was his approach. If only he had, had been present more. If only he had been less fearful and more uh, empathetic. If only he had been more like his master, maybe the outcome would be different. Yeah, we're probably going to see a lot of introspection played out in uh, in this series coming up because we've got all these loose threads through Obi-Wan's entire character arc from the prequel trilogy to tie up so that he, he can get to where the uh, Alec Guinness Obi-Wan started, where we, where we find him in episode four. And I, I agree, that's probably one of the things we're going to see is him going, well... And we may, you never know, we may see, this is where we may see him talking to Qui-Gon as a force ghost going, okay, maybe I should have done this more like you. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yep. And it'll be interesting to see how he engages with these other characters. There are some big characters coming, but Mm -hmm. until then you can keep up with the show on Twitter at Star Wars TV talk and by emailing us at hello at Star Wars TV talk dot com. You can find the rest of our shows online at StarWarsTVTalk.com and by searching for Star Wars TV Talk wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to subscribe and review. You can find more TV Talk podcasts at TVTalk.fm. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>